With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Tennis.com podcast, and here's your host, Ed McGrogan. Hi, everyone. Once again, Tennis.com's podcast from Paris. I'm Ed McGrogan talking with Peter Bodo out at Roland Garros after day two. Um, again, all first rounders. Some very uh, much more interesting first rounder for Rafael Nadal than anyone would have guessed. Uh, it was against Daniel Brands, who had a pretty a pretty good chance to take a two set to none lead. Um, kind of faltered on a, a big turning point that you could just see sense as it was happening. Rafa ends up taking the second set in a breaker and ends up winning in four, kind of following the script of you know when the underdog doesn't take advantage of something like that, you know inevitably it's uh, you know kind of holds to form. What did you see out of that match, uh, P? Just out of Rafa specifically, you know how he you know handled this opener. Well, I didn't see a whole lot of that match, to be honest with you, I think. But any time a guy goes, you know, the thing is this, when a guy goes down a set and, and he's down 3-love in a tiebreaker in a second, you know, we were tracking that on um, on Neil Harmon of the London Times on his iPad while we were out there watching the, the robson um, was the Acu match. Uh, but when a guy goes down that far in uh, set and 3-love in a tiebreaker, you know, if he sur- when he survives that and gets out of it, he feels pretty good about himself. So it's one of those things that you don't really want to go there, but if you go there and get out of it successfully, it just kind of helps you. So I really don't read very much into that into that at all. I mean, Brands, all these guys can play if the guy's keeping the ball in the court the way Brands did for the first set and a half, two sets. You know, uh, you know, he, there's it's going to be trouble for anyone. So uh, all in all, I think I wouldn't even call that a you know I would call it a close call at least in terms of getting into real trouble, but maybe not in terms of a close call about losing a match. Yeah, I think, to be honest, I think even if Brands won that second set, I think, to me, it's still a thing where the smart money is still even on the doll at that point. I think almost everything has to go right, sort of like what Rasal did at Wimbledon, and, and really there's almost no margin for error. But but it was, you know, obviously... a a very headline making event there early in the morning and and uh and by the way it's an interesting observation because you know one of the big advantages that I think doesn't always get get noted here at this tournament uh or at other grand slams is a five set factor i mean if you go back and you look at how much of an advantage a five set match gives to these superior players it makes a big difference it's just like in you know the team sports where you see best of seven playoff series. You know it's it's built for to make sure really in a way that you know those top performers have a chance to kind of prove that over the long haul there. So that's exactly what Nadal did. Um, the day also kind of picked up right at its end just a little while ago. Gal Monfils he has the upset of the tournament thus far, taking out Burdich. 
Of course, in Burtis number five seat, Monfils, of course, a former top ten player himself. Um, there's obviously a lot of buzz about that being in Paris. I can I can hear in the background, you know, talking about what's what just happened there. Give me kind of the scene that you saw as that match was unfolding. Monfils goes up two sets, ends up winning in five. Well, you know, uh, I, I would catch glimpses of it here and there on my monitor while I was working on my second piece today, and and you know, it was there was just eruptions from the stadium every time. Time it sounded like somebody was dumping a load of gravel out of a big, you know, forty-ton pick, forty-ton uh, dump truck. It was, you know, that the just roar goes up, and you just know Monfils. Just want a point or whatever. I think it was very impressive that he was able to keep it together and win that match despite despite having had so few matches since he's come back from his injury. It was a it was a good effort, and I think he was really buoyed along, carried along on the on his shoulders as were of, of of this crowd. You know, they, he's a Frenchman. They love him here, and he's a a real showman and a dramatic guy. I think that really gave him a boost of energy, and of course, Berdick being you know. perpetual roots again it couldn't have been very comfortable for him yeah and we apologize if there's any uh, internet uh any sound issues there and then monfis of course in the next match gets uh gulbis and perhaps the hardest second rounder to handicap in the history of tennis there so um and, and let's let's finish up with a match you did cover pete and that's Wozniacki and Robson. You wrote a lot about Robson, perhaps what she still has to learn, um, you know, getting on with the spotlight. And, you know, we know she has a talent, but she still really doesn't have that kind of winning mentality yet. What did Wozniacki, who obviously has that, being a number one for so long, what did she do so well today against Robson? You know, she stuck to her plan, essentially, which I think was to work uh, was to work Robson's backhand and open the court and then maybe go to the forehand and try to get her to go for too much. I think that was definitely part of it. And I think a, another big component was she was focused really on a returning serve. She knows Robson's been working on a serve. She likes Robson. They're sort of, I mean, I don't know if they're, they're buddy buddies, but, um, you know, she speaks highly of, of Robson, so she's a nice girl. They know each other. So, you know, I, I think um, it was really kind of disappointing uh, at, on, at one, one hand to see Robson be so ineffective. I mean, this is the girl who's always been known as the... Uh, the great upset maker and, and beater of top players. And at this point, she ought to be doing a little bit more. This was a good setup for her. You know, Wozniacki's played pretty badly. She hasn't won a match in Europe. Her last win was in, before this was in Charleston. So it was a big opportunity. Uh, Wozniacki, though, look, she's she, she's kind of like, a, in a sense, a one-trick pony. She knows what she does. She's not going to go out of her comfort zone. It's kind of true even in her coaching decisions in terms of hiring coaches, firing coaches. She doesn't want to hear people say, change your game. She wants to play the game that got her this far. She did that very well. She's a very disciplined player in that regard. She came in with a game plan. She she knows um, knows that Robson likes to take the ball on her eyes, like the hits really big. So she was going to exploit that by pushing her, her a little bit, by working the ball around, trying to keep it on her back end. And she did that very successfully. As we said, P had a piece uh, on Wozniacki, Robson, also a piece on uh, Tommy Robredo, too. Um, well worth your time, kind of one of those outer court, not really a gem of a match, of course, but kind of one of the neat little wrinkles of uh, first first couple day, first round grad slam tennis. So uh, Pete will uh, let you go. Monfils coming in the press room right now if you can't hear Monfils that. Monfils so. is on his way. He's on his way. That means you're on your way, too. So we'll I talk to you tomorrow. I better go check out this interview. It should be just as entertaining as the match, knowing him, of course. I so. hope so. It should be pretty good. Haven't seen him in a while. Thanks, Ed. Yeah. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.
You've been enjoying Tennis.com's weekly podcast. Thanks for listening. For all the latest news and events, head over to Tennis.com.